Welcome back to Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the best from the world of CrossFit. Podcasts, news, special interest, health, fitness. If you like what you hear, hit that subscribe button. Hit the notifier so you're the first to know when we have new episodes. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Clydesdale Media Weight Loss Journey. Uh, it is week five, according to the front cover, but really it's just a little over four weeks yeah. that we have been doing this. Um, and this is, so my week four check-in with Cheryl uh, into this process to lose 100 pounds by the 2023 CrossFit Games and be as fit as I've been in a very, very long time. And I'm so excited, dude. And part of the thing that I want to talk about today is kind of like the honeymoon phase of weight loss. And that's kind of what we're in. Like, this is where most people, that four-week mark is kind of where things, like last week, you're like settling them in my groove. And it's kind of like, you're at that place where, all right, I'm four weeks in, things are smooth. We got a lot of weeks to go. So the most important thing is on my end as a coach, as I'm educating you on this too and everybody else, is I'm going to be looking at, all right, the speed of results in this first four weeks and making sure we're getting consistent results along the way. And to give you today, what I wanted to really do is give you kind of like a little bit of a roadmap of what I'm going to be looking for. So along this next year, we're going to have a lot of bumps. We're going to have a lot of things that come up. And it's important for us to communicate when you are like, my motivation's kind of dwindling. I'm not seeing as much results in the scale. I'm not seeing as much results in the gym because those things are going to happen. And my job as a coach is going to be, okay, we're going to troubleshoot what's going on and we're going to make those adjustments. And a lot of people think that when you're doing a weight loss journey, that it should just always be linear and that we should always just be down, 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 down. And that's the same thing with when, when obviously when weight plateaus, it's, oh, we should just eat less. That's not always the case because that's usually when motivation starts to dwindle. When you make a person's life more restricted, it makes it harder. And along this next year, you are going to take some breaks. Like I want you to recognize that like Christmas is going to be a break. Thanksgiving is going to be a break. By the way, you might have a week where I'm like, Hey Scott, you've been busting your ass at the gym. You've been busting your ass on your nutrition. And I can tell your feedback is not that great. I want you to take a couple of days and not stress about the weight this week. And I want you to eat a little bit more. And that's all stuff that is so uncomfortable for people. But, and I, I thought about this yesterday with somebody is like, Everybody at some point, whether you're hundred pounds overweight or you're as lean as can be needs to be also okay. Just eating at maintenance and that shouldn't wait until you get to your goal. So that was one of the things that I wanted to kind of talk to you about today, because I know that we have a long way to go. And I want you to know that I, as your coach, don't expect you to always be working so hard as an athlete. I have to take deload weeks, right? Because I, my body needs to recover. And I want you to know that that is also something that I am going to be watching for along the way. So, but right now, fill me in. You had a good week. I think even that, I know, well, you had sort of a good week. So you had COVID scare this week, but you still fill me in on how your workouts went at home. So yeah, just to, so the audience knows, um, my mom tested positive for COVID while she was here uh, over Labor Day weekend. Well, she got home and tested positive, but she was here over Labor Day weekend um, so I have had to quarantine myself for the week away from the gym, meaning I have to work out at home. 
uh, I was really worried about the intensity and, and I, and I, I can honestly say it probably wasn't as intense as the gym. Like when eyes are looking at you and I, I know you said fake it, like fake, like someone's watching you, but when there's actual eyes on you, you yeah. do push harder. Um, and I tried, I tried very hard to do it. Um, but I also think like my body feels really good this week and maybe I was ramping up the intensity for three weeks in a row at five days going pretty hard. Um, I got four days in this week and this week it was just kind of moving through, but my body feels so much better and I don't feel like I've lost anything going into next week back to the gym. That's awesome. And the, and the main thing about intensity is, and I was actually just recording a podcast on CrossFitters, you know, the whole stimulus is sometimes going at 90% versus the hundred percent is exactly what your body needs. And you're not, not getting fitter by doing that. You don't have to always be pedal to the metal throttle. It's, it's okay to say, you know what, this round took me, or this workout was taking me like three minutes around. I bet if I was in the gym and so-and-so was behind me, I probably would have been 10 seconds faster. But in reality, what does that 10 seconds really get you in the, in the sake of fitness? Not a whole bunch. As long as it doesn't, you don't ever get to that intense piece. And that's the main thing is dosing in that intensity. So yeah. for two of the workouts, I did the exact workout that the gym did Good. in my garage. Um, and I logged them in the, in the Wattify with the classes because they have a, an at-home um, section you can sign into and, and do that. And my times were right around where I land when I'm at the gym. Um, and then I made up a couple because the workouts just didn't work with the equipment I had um, at home. So I did some things on my own. But, um, but yeah, I'm excited to get back and see everybody again. Yeah. And guys, the tip I gave Scott was um, what I've always done for myself because I train by myself often is I've always like imagined somebody that is really good at the work that I'm doing, doing it next to me. You know, it's so, like when I first started CrossFit and like Chris Clever was a big thing. Um, it was always like, she's running right behind me and I'm like trying to beat her or I'm trying to say, right. I'm, I'm always trying to say like right ahead of her. I would always pretend that like somebody was chasing me and that I always had to like stay right ahead of them. Or, you know, like somebody was next to me and they, they're not going to break these pull-ups. So you're not going to break these pull-ups. Like that's always kind of helped inspire me to kind of push. And that's only when I'm really trying to push intensity. A lot of times in training, you know, I, I kind of think more about you know, like, what am I capable of? All right. I know I can get 20 chest of bars unbroken. I'm going to try and maintain that for all five rounds. So just a little tip for those of you guys out there that might also work out at home. Cause that was one of the things I was talking about on my, my episode today. Um, other so I got a, I got a comment in the, from Kat saying next time go live with my workout. Ooh, that would, um, do it because I would have eyes on me there. Wouldn't I? You know, what's funny is I've actually done that before. And that's a good, that is also a good tip. I've done that before because I'm like, you know what? I need to have somebody like watching me do this. And it's, it is different. So definitely that's a great, great tip. Um, and I want to thank Craig. Um, I am going to keep up the hard work. This is a year long goal to, to lose the hundred pounds by the CrossFit games. And then finally, uh, LDY 2742, said all workouts are good workouts. Absolutely. Hello. What you just said is so freaking important. 
guys, I know this is Scott's journey, but listen, the day you show up to the gym and you're not motivated and you do it anyways is the best day in the gym. You get fitter, not just physically, but up here. That's the stuff that people don't recognize. That matters so much more than being five seconds faster on a set of pull-ups because you're in your garage versus doing it in the gym. The fact that you did the workout in the gym, in the garage is, is important. Especially, I don't know if you have a fan in your garage, Scott. I don't have a fan in my garage and I've been training in my garage lately. And I literally am, I, I'm going through three pairs of clothes a day right now. It's just that brutally hot. So, um, yeah. Um, a couple of notes I had I want to ask you about is uh, getting through the week until Friday. And I know it was mostly the COVID thing, correct? Yeah, okay. all that. So stress levels at work and with everything else going on have been good. Yes, everything's been good this week. I just was worried about the motivation of the garage workouts, Yeah, uh, but it turned out okay. Good. And that's the other thing that I wanted to kind of mention to the audience as well is um, I do look at that kind of stuff as well because people, I think we focus so much on how stress affects our body fat. Oh my God, stress is going to cause me to gain belly fat. Guys, stress affects how we think, which affects our food choices. So it affects whether we eat or don't eat. So I know, I know Scott is notorious for under eating when he's stressed. So I want to make sure that I was addressing that. And I did notice that towards the end of the week, your numbers were a little off. And I was going to talk to you about that today. But uh, I know we also saw a new low today. So fill me in on the numbers being a little bit off towards the end of the week. And also we'll talk about the new low. So it was it was way off last night. I know yeah. um, I did not eat my snack before bed. I just was not hungry at all. And I couldn't. And I was tired. I was really tired. I just wanted to go to bed. So mm -hmm. I missed my snack before bed, which brought me under about, what, 500 calories? Yeah, yeah. And the main, why am I echoing? Do you hear that? Is that just me? Nope, just okay. you. Okay. I just want to make sure it wasn't on the, on the audience as well. Um, so first and foremost, never force food. Okay, that's number one, is I think that there's this big misconception that when a coach gives macros and you're like, I'm so full, and like it's freaking 10 o'clock at night and you're tired, you want to go to bed. Go to bed. Your sleep matters more. You might be a little bit more hungry the next day. Okay, so... I am totally fine with that as long as it wasn't a consistent thing. Um, if it became a consistent thing and I saw he was under eating, I would keep asking him about hunger. And right now your hunger cues are pretty good. So I'm okay with you being a little bit under. If if you did that and then today you were like ravenous and like you woke up and you're like, Cheryl, I, I'm having a rough day. I'm eating too much. I would look back and be like, well, you were under yesterday. So your body is likely telling you something. But because your week was a little off and you just probably were fatigued, I'm also totally fine with that. Like that's, this is a progress game. You don't have to be perfect on macros to be result, to get results. You have to be consistent. And one day is not going to make or break your consistency. Um, Labor Day weekend. How did your celebration stuff go with your, you had like a barbecue, right? Yeah, we did. Um, and it was fun. I guess that's where my mom got the COVID. So other than that, it was actually a really nice day. I logged all my food, even though I ate um, a couple cookies yep. and I logged them just like anything else. And it turned out that I was so cautious that I didn't even hit my calories for that day. I don't think, or yeah, I had to yeah. eat something when I got home to get there. 
And this is so important for people. Like they avoid doing this stuff during their weight loss journey. Like I'm going to get back to living my life when I lose this 15 pounds. That is bullshit. Like this bullshit. You got to enjoy your life in the journey. There's no way, like I'm, I'm going to do X, Y, Z when I finish training for their next five years. Like that's not going to happen. You have to be able to enjoy the process and the expectations of, you know, you have to be perfect or stupid. Log the cookies. Who cares? You're better off learning from what the food you eat when you're not in weight loss mode would do calorically to you. Because guess what? Now you have that awareness because the goal isn't to have an, is to, isn't to have to rely on a food tracker for the rest of your life. In fact, you saw that because for a period of time, you weren't tracking your food, you weren't doing anything and you were maintaining your weight, which likely means that the food tracker had done what it was supposed to do. It had shown you to be more aware of things. And so I'm glad that you were able to experience that. I'm glad that you had a couple of cookies. I'm sorry that your mom got COVID though. That does suck. Hopefully she's doing better. So I do want to say too, like when I was in maintenance mode, I was really underestimating, no, overestimating what a food weighed. Yeah. So when I started actually weighing it, I started getting more food than I was eating before. And the cool thing is the weight started moving. Right. People don't realize how metabolically we adapt. Our body adapts to the amount of calories we're going that are going in along with the output they were putting out. So when you start burning more calories, your body needs more calories. If you're not giving them to it, it's going to start, you're going to, I want to use the word intensity, but the intensity, even in your day-to-day life goes down. Meaning things like how many times you blink, moving your hands, actually the motivation to get up and like go walk to the bathroom or to do the dishes in the sink, all of that stuff starts to go down because your body is troubleshooting how much energy is available. And when you have more calories, your body's like, oh, I got energy. I got to go do this. I got to go do that. And it's not even the stuff in the gym. People focus on the gym. It's like all the other things that matter so much more. So that's where, you know, it's not always less is more. It's, it's the right dose. It's finding that right dose that works for you. And that's why I I don't want to, I'm not mad about macros last night. That was perfect. New low on the scale today, which is awesome. So 335, is that correct? It was 335.8. So it's a total of 10.2 pounds lost in four weeks. Love it. Love it. <clears throat> and by the way, and I love that it, and I, and I love that it's coming off a little bit slower this time because I feel like the diff, the change that I'm feeling is way more drastic than that. Mm-hmm. So I'm super happy with that. Well, and, and this is where, you know, slow and steady it it should be and honestly your weight's coming off pretty quickly this is perfect one to two pounds a week i think is what people are so used to and that's honestly the best case scenario like in the beginning you might see a a one to five pound loss just depending on how much that person was eating in terms of processed foods beforehand but the goal really is is that we're always looking to and the more the more consistent you are with your food the more you eat at home, the more we control that, that spiraling down. So your, your results are perfect. And you're getting those results because of that the more people fluctuate their macros, the more you see a lot of ups and downs. And I see a lot of, you know, random, like, you know, Sabaro calzone, half a calzone here, or I'll see like Chick-fil-A or Chipotle. 
I know those are little outliers and that the person's estimating. The more of those that come in, that's when the, the scale doesn't go as fast. But your scale, because at the end of the day, here's the deal is when you first started back, okay, you had this freaking checklist that I was like, whoa, I'm going to do 10, 100 squats a day. I'm going to do my movement, mobility movement. I'm going to have my check-in form. I'm going to hit my macros. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to do zone two training. I think I'm missing something too. I think you have one more thing. Let's just focus on what matters most. Okay. Because I know that you just have to be really consistent with a couple of things. One, your nutrition, eating at home and being as consistent as you can at your macros most of the time. A couple of days a week, you might have a meal out with your wife or your family. Totally fine. But the most of the days should be pretty consistent. Other thing, consistent with your workouts and your daily movement, whatever that looks like to you. Once you're consistent with those three things, then we can troubleshoot when things aren't moving. You know, other things I'm looking for, and I was going to ask you this, and I already asked you this, but like stress levels. If you're having a stressful week at work, that is going to impact your results. If you all of a sudden aren't sleeping well, which by the way, you're sleeping way better now, correct? I am. Awesome. Okay. So it's, it's all these things that people need to look at outside of just the weight. The weight loss is the journey, right? That is the journey. But all of these things should be improving along the way. All of them. So. Yeah, I'll tell you, I'm sleeping so well that I actually needed my alarm this week. Oh, shit. I haven't used an alarm clock since I coached 5 a.m. CrossFit. That's crazy. Yeah. But I'm I'm up every morning between five and six. Like the latest I get up occasionally, if I've had a couple of bad nights of sleep, I might wake up at like six thirty, and that's like a rare case. But for the most part, it's like between five and six. So that's my my routine, my circadian rhythm. Um, all right, any plans this weekend? Nope. Just me and the wife at home, uh, watching football and uh, doing some stuff around the house. Coverage. Now I have a question for you on that, just because I'm curious. I know your wife. How has this been in your ham in your family? With does it affect your family at all? Uh not so far. Okay, um great. I think my wife likes the food because I'm prepping a lot of the food. Yeah. Um, she likes the food, but she's she's one of those like dips and sauce people. Oh well, that's easy. You know, and I, so I, she does that and I don't. Yeah. I just asked that because this is something that a lot of people struggle with. And I think your wife is very supportive of you. Even if she's not on the same page, if she's not on the same journey. Um, I think that people underestimate the power of having people in their life that are supportive of them. And, you know, our environment does play a huge factor. And we will definitely get into that as we get rolling, because I'm sure that we're going to have opportunities where, you know, this has been a big theme in, in a lot of my clients recently is like, you know, I feel like I go out and people just like make fun of me for choosing the right things. Like bringing a, you know, a client yesterday, she's like, I, I feel like the oddball because I brought a salad to this party for all these kids and they're all eating Little Caesars pizza. I'm like, so all the parents are eating Little Caesars pizza and you're having a salad because you really don't want to eat Little Caesars pizza. Like, why is that awkward? <laughs> like, so I was just curious about that. And so um, that was the only other thing. So I think this week your numbers look good. Um, we might make an adjustment just because I'm listening to your hunger stuff. So I want you to keep me posted over the weekend in terms of how your hunger is feeling as you get back into the gym next week. If you're like Cheryl, I'm just like struggling to get the food in. 
let me know that and I'll make some adjustments going into next week. But I don't want to adjust prematurely because like I said, the benefit of keeping your calories higher longer is that we can get you losing weight longer. And the higher we keep your calories, the longer we can keep the cadence going as, lo as long as you're seeing the results. So that's the only thing. I don't want to drop them dramatically. I want to kind of wait and see how you feel this weekend. Awesome. Sounds great. All right. Any other questions from the listeners or people watching? Nope. I think we're all good. We're all set. All right. And with that, uh, we will see you next Saturday uh, for the week's week five check-in, week six episode. Uh, we'll see you then on the weight loss journey from Bye, Clydesdale Media. Thank you so much for joining Clydesdale Media for today's episode. If you like what you hear, hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, and make sure you hit the notifier so you're the first to know when new episodes are out. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time with Clydesdale Media.